Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where we review movies from our childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, we will be reviewing 1996's A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. Uh, this week we're going to be reviewing A Thin Line Between Love and Hate from 1997. The big elephant in the room is that I did not record a show last week. You're probably wondering, yo, where is that dude? You know, like he he wasn't here last week. What, what happened? Well, we were freezing our balls off in the uh, winter storm last week. <laughs> That's where we were, uh, uh, just like everyone in the Midwest down to the South, we were in a winter storm, we, for the, we are, for the people of Texas, out here in Texas, we did not have any power for four days straight, like off, it was like off and on, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. But in other places, they didn't have any you know, at all. It was no off and on. We were actually lucky, you know? Yeah, it was, yeah, there was some people that were just, like, just straight stranded. Yeah, stranded, no water, no power. Just nothing. They were just freezing. But, yeah, we, we had it, like, off and on. It was, like, a sporadic thing. It would, like, turn off. It would turn on. We would have to do things before the power went off. So, we were just like, yeah, we're not doing a show this week because of that. So... It wouldn't make sense for us to do a show and we do the show, we do a show and the power goes out. Right. You know, so <laughs> like that wouldn't make any sense at all. Right. So uh I got no way to I got no way to upload the show, got no way we got no way to even do the show, like just everything would just go out and shut down. You right. know, so we were just like, Hey, let's not do a show. It's more like survival mode. Yeah, so. we we're in we were, yeah, we we're in survival mode. Right, right, right. And we were just, we were just like, hey man, we got so much shit on our mind right now. We we can't even do the show. And if we did do the show, the power is gonna go out. So, and there were a lot of people, a lot of uh, Texas creatives that were in that same, uh, in that same spot too. You know, yeah. there were a lot of guys in that same spot that I that I know and I follow and I'm a fan of that are from Texas and they do podcasts and Twitch streams and YouTube and all this stuff and they couldn't perform you know they couldn't do they couldn't do what they do for a living you know so they couldn't do this shit so um but now we're back <laughs> like in a roundabout way now we're back we were planning on doing this movie last week but we, now we got to do it this week uh i had to scrap something off the list uh to make uh room for this so uh <laughs> You don't know what it is, but <laughs> you don't know what it is. But of course, I'm doing. You're in the middle of love, uh, Black Love Month. That's why I have my I have my wife Shauna with me. Uh, we're gonna like she's with me all month reviewing Black Love movies. You might say uh, a couple weeks ago we did Love Jones together, um, and this week we're gonna be doing a thin line between love and hate. But before we do that. Uh, we're gonna have to play catch up, and we're gonna have to talk about Wandavision. We're gonna have to talk about episode six and episode seven. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can remember as much of episode six as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recently watched both of them. Yeah. Uh, 
I kind of already forgot. You kind of anyway. already forgot, but yeah. like episode seven is still a little bit in my brain. Right. But uh, episode six was uh, when Quicksilver showed up. No, I think it was episode five. That's episode five and Quick. I uh, was it at the end of episode five when Quicksilver. Yeah, so I'm was... talking about like when Quicksilver was throughout the episode. Yeah. It was episode six when he showed up. Yeah, because episode six is when Quicksilver showed up. They did the Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. And um. Uh, uh, she had like the Westview. She moved Westview like a uh, couple like miles down the road because mm-hmm. like Vision was trying to get out of Westview, but he was dying. Right. Right. And then like he got it, and then uh, she had to move Westview to save Vision. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, poor Darcy, poor Darcy got caught in Westview because <laughs> she was handcuffed to the car. To the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry for Darcy. I'm like, no, Darcy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she didn't get away. I kind of knew that shit. So I was like, when she got handcuffed, when she got handcuffed to that goddamn truck, she was fucked. You know, I was like, ah, damn. I was like, poor <laughs> Darcy. But uh, yeah. But yeah, and then like, so like, we saw all that stuff. Um, Tommy and Billy got their powers that episode also. Episode mm-hmm. six, uh, Wanda's sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, find, we finally got a little dose of Wiccan and Speed. Yeah, you know, in, in that episode, even wore the Wiccan and Speed costumes. Every, this is also the episode where everybody wore their uh, costumes from the comic book, right? Because Wanda had her Scarlet Witch costume from the comics. Vision yeah. had his Vision costume from the comics. Right. Quicksilver, Wiccan, and Speed all had their uh, costumes on from the comic book, and it was pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate, and it was pretty silly looking in live action. Yeah. <laughs> so you're asking, like, why do they always uh, modify these these superheroes' costumes? Why do they do it? You're like, look at episode six of Wandavision, and you'll find out why. You'll find out why. <laughs> yeah. Even Captain, like, even Captain America's costume in a couple of like Avengers movies and like Captain America movies, they yeah. look a little off. Yeah. Especially, like, remember the first Avengers movie? Yeah. We had to. Yeah, it did. That looked like it looked like a Halloween costume. It did. It's like his first Avengers costume looked like a Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that's a costume. Captain America's costume is a costume that they never really get right. Yeah, you know, it's like it it changes and it changes like every movie. Yeah, it changes every movie, and it's just like, hey, we're just gonna like we're just gonna get different types of cap every movie but anyway um yeah and so like we had that and then it, like episode six ended with the uh with her moving westview and all that stuff uh and then uh, episode seven is the follow is a follow-up of that yeah uh when you find out what ha- what's, what's going on inside of westview you got uh monica rambo and uh jimmy woo uh still trying to figure out a way to get inside of westview mm-hmm. um you had uh first of all the theme uh we've got to talk about the themes of both the episodes because episode six was uh malcolm in the middle yeah they did malcolm in the middle on episode six (laughs) that was pretty cool and then uh episode seven is modern family yeah they did modern family for episode uh seven yeah i love all the themes all the iconic uh sitcoms it's like dude they they basically went through like six decades of sitcoms like six decades of sitcoms six decades of sitcoms already but um i don't know what it's gonna be next week i'm surprised they, they didn't do simpson uh simpson you mean like a do, do like an animated episode yeah i don't know 
I would, I would, it would have been cool if they did like married with children. Right, that would have been dope. Yeah, <laughs> I would have loved if they did have done married with children at one right, point. Right, that was pretty iconic. Yeah, but they they didn't. They went with Malcolm in the Middle. So uh, that was your that was your representation of the nineties. <laughs> a representation of the two thousands is Modern Family. Right. So uh, both late, both like I think like Malcolm in the Middle was like late nineties, and Modern Family was like the late two thousands. So they they really went with like the tail end of both decades. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so yeah, they did. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, both those, like, both those shows are, like, 10 years apart, I think. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, episode seven, uh, they did Modern Family, you know, Wanda's walking around depressed and all this stuff. Vision is trying to get back to Wanda to figure out what's going on. First of all, he's, like, he's walking around. Well, he's, like, I think he's, like, investigating. Yeah, he's pretty much, like, investigating what's going on. He's still trying to get back to Wanda, too. But okay. uh, yeah, and then he run, he runs into Darcy, Darcy, and he and Darcy team up pretty much mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to uh, try to get back to Wanda. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a whole bunch of like, but like the funniest thing is like, there's a whole bunch of like obstacles in their way. I realized that um, that um, Vision don't really exist outside the hex of you know Westview he only exists inside of it because notice how he breaks apart when he tries to escape yeah that was episode six when he tried to get out he right. was like he was breaking apart yeah right but uh so yeah that's the only way he can't exist right is in the heck so that's yeah. pretty cool yeah to know, to know that so. yeah and then um we get a little bit more of uh Agnes we get right. a little bit more of Agnes quote unquote that. yeah uh where like she's taking care of uh Tommy and Billy mm-hmm uh, uh wicked and speed the sons which we don't know what happens to them at the end i know there's a because like uh i think it was i think it was wiccan who says something to uh agnes mm-hmm. and he said he was like yeah because like he he, ha- he has his, his powers now his powers developed mm-hmm. and he was because he went to wanda he was like mom i'm hearing things in my head you know like i'm hearing uh, like bad things or something like that he was saying right and then uh he went over to uh they went over to Agnes's house and he told Agnes, he was like, I like you. There's nothing in your head. <laughs> right? And then next thing you know, Tommy and Billy are gone. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wanda goes over to the house and they gone. <laughs> I know. That was kind of scary. Yeah, and Wanda's just act, asking uh Agnes, she's like, Where my kids at? <laughs> you know, right. like, she's like, what, what what you did to my kids? Where my kids at? And she's like, oh, God, they might be in the basement. I don't know. You know, just, and then, but yeah, we got that. Then still outside the, outside the bubble, like I said, Monica, Rambo, and Jimmy Woo trying to get in the bubble. Uh, they go to uh, that aerospace engineer they were talking about. There was a lot of people thinking it was either uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard some people saying that it might have been Blue Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't it Adam Bashir? Yeah, some people were kind of thinking like this might this might be where we see Adam Bashir for the first time, the Blue Marvel. Right. But it's neither of those. It's just some random army chick. You know, <laughs> she's the aerospace engineer. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, he, they they build like this. They build like this like truck, and they try to uh, go into the bubble with this truck. And then Monica Rambo, that's what yeah, yeah. she like discover her powers. No, she no, no, like 
what happens is she goes through the uh she goes through the bubble without uh just she just goes through naked pretty much like mm-hmm. she just she got like no suit on nothing right. you know like she just got like her under her like under armor right. or something like that and she just goes into <laughs> the bubble and it kind of like kind of like splits her molecules which uh darcy was telling her that already i think in like episode six mm-hmm. she was like yo you went in you went into uh the bubble and it changed you molecularly like you changed your molecules mm-hmm. she was telling her that in episode six right so she went in a second time and it changed her it, it pretty much changed her molecules for good and as you can see like like you saw her eyes turn green right you know and all this stuff and look like she kind of had like a green energy around her, a green aura around her and stuff right and then like there was kind of like recapping captain marvel in the middle of her going through the uh Going through the uh the bubble because you heard everybody. You heard her mom's voice. You heard Nick Fury's voice. You heard Captain Marvel's voice. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just talking in her head and all that stuff. And uh, then she just goes through the bubble and you see like her green eyes and all that stuff. So uh, so looks like we might be getting either. Uh, well, I don't want her to be named Photon because that's her mom's name. But like she might take that name in honor of her mom. Mm-hmm. But. I would much rather her be Spectrum. Okay. I like Spectrum's a cooler name <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. But she might take Photon in honor of her mom. You know, I have a feeling that she might take that name when she does become a real... When she really becomes a superhero. Right. I think she might take that name. But yeah, and she had like a little showdown with with, with Wanda when she like actually got to Wanda's house. Uh-huh. And like they were... uh, <laughs> They had their little showdown. You know, and Wanda got a little scared this time. Did you notice that? Yeah. When she saw her glow a little bit. Right. And Wanda got a little. She got that glow. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Wanda, Wanda got a little spooked this time. She was right. like, oh shit. This bitch got powers too now. She fuck. She was like, she was... <laughs> But then uh, a- uh, Agnes came and broke it up. She was like, come on, Wanda, let's go. And then uh, that's when Wanda was like, where my kids at? And all this shit. And then we find out it was Agatha all along. <laughs> we found out that Agnes is Agatha Harkness. Right. Uh, another I witch. I love the theme that they play for her. I, I think I played that part like three times. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah that, that theme song is fucking fire. I, I do love that theme song. It's been, it's been stuck in my head. You're like, it's been Agatha all along. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and it kind of sounds like, okay, I'm thinking about, you know, it was like the 60s. Yeah, it was the, that was the Monsters theme. Yeah, it sounds like the Monsters theme. It was the Monsters theme. Right. Yeah, but, but yeah, and then we find out she killed Sparky. Right, because she said it and laughed about it. Yeah. That part, for some odd reason, was the most funniest part of them all. I know her talking about killing Sparky. I know, that was not right, but she made it happen. <laughs> she made it funny. Right. But yeah, man. And they killed Sparky, too. <laughs> oh, <that> was... <laughs> I know that fucking laugh, That laugh was everything. That was a maniacal-ass laugh. You couldn't help but to laugh, even though that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of knew she killed Sparky, because, like, she was behind that bush. Mm-hmm. Just like, like, she was just breaking that little nigga neck. Just, 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 just. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, she was just breaking his neck behind the bush. Oh, wow. But, yeah, man. So, Agatha Harkness 
everybody's rumors came true that she is Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness is here. Uh, we're gonna see what happens in uh, episode eight because I think there's only two episodes left. I think it's only episode eight and episode nine. Mm-hmm. So we gotta build up this. We gotta we gotta we gotta wrap this shit up. Right. Like we gotta see who's gonna show up. Is is Mephisto gonna show up now? Right. Is uh I was kind of thinking maybe like Blackheart might show up. Some people are saying Nightmare might show up. Mm-hmm. Those these are like all like uh underworld villains pretty much. Yeah. Like supernatural villains. Uh, that that was a new one I heard. They were saying that Baron Mordo might show up from uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Right. Remember uh, remember Baron Mordo? Baron Mordo. He was a uh, uh, the the black guy. Oh, the one he was like, there's too many sorcerers. Too many sorcerers, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, him, he might show up. There were people saying that he might show up. I think I heard somebody say that uh, there's another character out there named Brother Voodoo, Mm -hmm. which I think he's supposed to be in the next Doctor Strange movie. Mm. This would be a good setup for him if Brother Voodoo shows up. Right. Because, like, he's supposed to be in the next Doctor Strange Mm -hmm. movie. Because, like, this is supposed to... Is he supposed to be, like kind of like the Marvel version of Shadow Man from you know Princess of the Frog oh you're talking about uh, Dr. Facilitor or whatever his name is <laughs> Facilius or what I forgot right. that nigga name but uh brother... whatever it's based off of yeah this is like the same character kind of looks like him they got he got like he has like dreads and he has like a skull like face like a skull face he does but like yeah. he's, he's he's a hero though I don't know if he's gonna be a hero here mm-hmm. but like he's but like most of most of the time Brother Voodoo is like on the good side of the of everything, mm-hmm. I don't know because like I don't know if he's gonna be helping Doctor Strange in this movie because like this like I said, WandaVision is supposed to connect mm. to the next Doctor Strange movie. Doctor Strange might show up at the end. Mm. Who knows? You know, but um, and he's gonna say, "What the hell are you doing?" You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been looking all for you. You know, Very right? Cool, right? But yeah, man. Don't you know you're changing the universes? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much Doctor Strange. All of them. <laughs> I know. The Motai universe. That's pretty much Doctor Strange. That's crazy. Like her, her hex is actually manipulating all the universes. You know, all the, yeah, all the mo, you know, the most universes, all of them. Yeah, but I think he's probably gonna come. He's probably gonna help her fight Agatha or some shit, probably. But uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of this. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much the recap of Wanda, our recap of Wandavision. We had to do two since we it's missed. It's getting it. better. I got. I think like to me the first three episodes, but the first two episodes were a little slow, but supposed to supposed to build up. So. Yeah, it just started up. It was like just started up, but like yeah, man, we starting to we starting to ramp this shit up. We like we we gotta wrap it up now. So once this is over, what movie's coming after this? What is it supposed to link to? This is supposed to link to the next Doctor Strange movie, right? Doctor Strange, which we up. probably won't see. I don't think till next year, right? Because you still got, uh, they still gotta see what they're gonna do with Black Widow, right? Because I think this year is Black Widow. I think it's Shang Chi, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm interested in, mm-hmm. and then it's the Eternals, and then Spider Man Three, right? Which also Doctor Strange is in. Cool. So, yeah, that's that. But yeah, man, we're gonna take a break, and we'll be back with our review of a thin line between love and hate. Stay tuned.
Alright guys, welcome back to the show. A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, 1996. You know how we like to start it off, we like to talk about how we watched it as children. I watched the movie with my parents on a VHS. We had the VHS tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was an okay movie when I saw it. I think I was like 10 when I saw this movie. Yeah. I want to say 1996, I was 10 years old. Uh, and... I didn't quite understand it, mm-hmm. you know, because I was fucking 10, yeah. you know, so <laughs> I didn't quite understand the movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so like, there's a lot of stuff that I missed. I did not understand. There was just, like, certain things in there that uh, I thought was funny, like, uh, you know, the flashlight cop scene. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. He was like, I see you. I see you. You flash like cops. <laughs> you know, like, I thought that was funny. I thought when he got like his tires taken. Right. That was funny. Like right in front of the police. Right in front of the police, police, right police station. Right Where's the justice? Where's the justice? I thought that was funny That's when I was funny. a kid. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff in there. I was like, I don't understand this. I don't know what's going on because I'm a child. So, uh. <laughs> Right. But now I do, you know. Now I understand it. Right. But yeah, how'd you see the movie? I I saw it at the house. I I, yeah. I I didn't see it at the theaters. Yeah. I just saw it at the house. Right. And now I don't know if it was on cable or on tape. Mm-hmm. I just saw it. Right. With the family. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember, my dad had the VHS. Um, I'm not gonna tell you how he got it, but uh, you know, but, but he had the VHS. I'm not gonna, you know, no, I'm, I'm just gonna keep it at that. But uh, but uh, yeah, I I don't re- remember being interested in into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did see like family members being very entertained by the characters and stuff, and mm-hmm. they were. I was just watching them enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Basically. I, I don't, I, that's kind of how I like. That's kind of how I was watching it too, because like I didn't understand it. I thought some I things were funny. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get it. It was I was ten years old. I didn't understand what the fuck they were talking about. But uh, you know, right? <laughs> but yeah, let me get into some. Let me get into some technical stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the only movie written directed by Martin Lawrence. Uh, he was Tyler Perry before Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was Tyler Perry before he was Tyler Perry. This is kind of a Tyler Perry ass movie. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but I gotta, yo man, I can't wait to mm-hmm. to get into some Tyler Perry. What? I can't wait to get into some Tyler Perry because like there is some of that Tyler Perry that is in some Tyler Perry movies are within the in qualification for I watched this as an adult. Yeah, there's a. I think there's a couple. So like, when I yes. get to those, oh boy, I can't wait. But uh, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's go talk about that. The budget for this movie was eight million dollars. Quite expensive. Yeah, and get this, it grossed thirty-four million dollars at the box office, so it got its money back and more. Yeah, it doubled. It was a success. Uh, the movie currently holds a Rotten Tomatoes score of twelve percent, though. Is that bad or good? That's bad. Because I never understand those scores. You never so. understood Rotten Tomatoes. 
Alright, so if it's a high score, it's good. If it's a low it's score, it's bad. bad. That's okay. right. Yeah. Cause just the name alone confuses me. So I'm like, if it's Rotten Tomatoes and it's high, maybe yeah. it's bad. If well, rotten, it's rotten Tomatoes is low, maybe it's good. Rotten Tomatoes is like kind of like it's like a rotten tomato. Like if you get a rotten tomato, it's bad. Okay. But if you get like a, you get it like if you're they got this thing called Certified Fresh. Mm-hmm. If it's Certified Fresh. Then it's a good. They think it's a good movie. Um, Wonder Woman eighty four got that for a little bit too, and then like the score started going down. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people like that movie, but uh, if you haven't heard, but uh, yeah. But uh, getting to the plot, the uh, movie follows a nightclub manager named Darnell Wright, played by Martin Lawrence, who is also a womanizer. He gets involved with a real estate broker named Brandy Webb played by Lynn Whitfield, who he sees as the ultimate conquest. But uh, things change when his childhood friend Mia, played by Regina King, comes back into town fresh from the Air Force. Mm -hmm. So Darnell breaks up with Brandy to be with Mia. But uh, Darnell soon finds out that Brandy doesn't take kindly to rejection. (laughs) So... Uh, before we talk about this movie, uh, we gotta talk about where Martin Lawrence was in 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause Martin Lawrence in 1996, he was at the zenith of his popularity. This is like the tippy top of Martin Lawrence. This is like prime Martin Lawrence <laughs> in 1996. Yeah, like he's just coming off Bad Boys, a movie that just made him a mega star. Yeah. You know, he had one of the best sitcoms on TV at the time, mm-hmm. you know. So like he uh, he he did he did one of the best comedy specials at the time. You so crazy, yeah. You know, so like from like 90, 1993 to like nineteen ninety six is like peak Martin Lawrence, you know. So you can understand why the brother was kind of feeling himself right there, mm-hmm. you know, that he would think, hey, I could write direct and star in a movie you know so so like so he did that yeah and uh because like i I really feel like this movie is like an ego uh passion project Mm -hmm. i really do because like i've heard some things about mid-90s martin that ain't so nice right even like from one of his co-stars on martin oh you know um what's his name got them the guy that played cole yeah i forgot his name carl Payne. Mm -hmm. yeah carl Payne said he didn't have a lot of nice things to say about martin lawrence in the mid 90s they've they've buried they've buried the hatchet as of as of late i think even like tashina arnold said yeah he could be an asshole sometimes on set wow you know and uh, on the set of martin uh you know he had that whole thing with tisha campbell you know (laughs) right but uh i don't think he like sexually harassed her but i do think they probably butted heads a little bit right but I mean, it was a misunderstanding. A misunderstanding, yeah. I think they butted heads a little bit, probably. But yeah, they were saying, like, mid-90s Martin was a motherfucker. It was like, he was not... <laughs> he was not the kindest person, you might say. <laughs> they, I've, I've heard stories about that. Right. You know, but... Yeah, it's just like... This movie is just... And this he's movie, humbled now. Yeah, he's very humbled now. He had so much shit happen to him. 
you know, like, right. you know, like he had the things running around with the gun, and then he had stroke, and then like wife left him, his first wife left him, and you know, he had a lot of shit happen to him, you know, so yeah, right. <laughs> that kind of changed his disposition, you know, like, right? Yeah, you know, so like he's 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 a, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a little bit of a better person now, you might say, right? But yeah, so like. This movie is like I think this movie is like the 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 the, the culmination of all of that shit, you know, <laughs> pretty much. Because like he's just like I'm gonna write a movie, I'm gonna direct a movie, and I'm a star in the motherfucker. And then he turns around and put Bobby Brown in there. I was like, oh my god, two people in the same room. Yeah, that's like that doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's like putting a lion and a Black Panther in the same movie <laughs> in the same cage. That ain't gonna go out. That ain't gonna go too well. I kind of wonder how how they behaved around each other on the set. Yeah, I was like, or I'm thinking like, what happened? They were like the best of friends. I know cause because they, they're like kind of like yeah, because they both had like egos, ego you trips. Know? Yeah, because yeah, Bobby Brown got a big ass fucking ego too. Right. You know, the king of R and B. You right. know, all this shit. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, man, like this movie is just basically like a black fatal attraction with comedy. Yeah, it's very. It's very simple, very, very rudimentary. Simple. Very rudimentary. Right. Like, there's not a lot to go into in this movie. It's right. very cut and dry. I mean, it, it kind of has its own elements, but you can tell where the motives come from. Yeah, you. Yeah, it has a like, few. It has an element. It has a few elements. Elements, familiar elements, but it's yeah. in its own lane. Yeah, you can tell. Like, this is a by fatal attraction with a little twist. Uh, you know, like they got the comedy. The jokes are funny. Yeah. A lot of the jokes that they're like they're like Martin is on. Martin is on his game, you know, like, mm-hmm. when it comes to comedy, like, I'm like, I always say, like, when it comes to comedy, you can't fuck with Martin Lawrence. Yeah. You know, when, he, when it comes to telling a goddamn joke, you know, like, like, you can't fuck with him. In the movies as well. In the movies, too. Yeah. I was just like, you like, he always has this perfect comedic timing. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the he's one of the best around. You get you put a mic in his hand and he's fucking lethal. I was like, I will always respect Martin Lawrence's comedy game, you know, yeah. but uh, yeah, is it's his uh grasp on drama that's a little off, <laughs> you know, because like I like I never felt like he took being involved with a stalker seriously, you know. Mm-hmm. I I never felt like his life was in danger mm-hmm. throughout this whole movie. I think that it was a combination of what he experienced, mm-hmm. what he experienced in his life, mm-hmm. and he just over dramatic. He dramatized he it. Dramatize it and put some funniness on it. I, I believe you know made it comical. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, when I I'm not gonna lie, like when I s- reviewed this movie. I can tell that some of those stories that he was saying on "You Got Crazy" oh, you're was so kind of like you so yeah, you're so crazy. The uh-huh. comment special he did, yeah, it was kind of similar to this movie. So I'm kind of thinking maybe it's based off of his friends' experiences, or probably his as well. And he just kind of like put it in the movie, you know, like the crazy derange. You remember? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But yeah. I just feel like yo, know, like he didn't take. Being involved with a stalker seriously, you know, it was like you got a woman trying to ruin your life and trying to kill your ass. I think I I, I think he's being realistic. 
especially around the time in the 90s and how people I don't were. think so. I disagree. <laughs> because you have, you have at that time, you know, uh, black people didn't really call the police for anything. You know what yeah. I mean? Especially in California. Really, <laughs> still really don't call the police right so they they pretty much like try to avoid the situation and and then they try to take matters into their own hands like what you have seen so to me i think that was quite realistic but even when he took his matter even when he took matters into into his own hands i didn't really take it seriously it was more like look you better stop but it wasn't like i'm gonna kill you or you know i think he just wanted to like like confront her and try to you know like neutralize the situation and yeah you want to get tied up and... yeah like see you're laughing <laughs> you know, you you're laughing up. see you're like he didn't, he didn't take this shit seriously like, you know? I, I think it's realistic like when you the way when you hear like fatal attraction stories on the shows like you know the shows yeah yeah it's kind of similar like that like where like when a black person's in danger with their you know significant other they never really take it seriously i always think it's a game until it's too late i just think that's realistic in the Mm -hmm. black community right when it comes to danger yeah kind of like wish it away or avoid it Mm -hmm. or which i take matters to our own hands anything but call the police yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah. That. Uh, okay. That's that's your opinion on that. Right. But uh, let's talk about uh, when, let's talk about uh, Lynn Whitfield as Brandy. <laughs> yeah. All right. She came to play here. She did her thing. She's she the consummate fucking professional. I think she's like one of the best things about this goddamn movie. You said she had fun with her character. She really enjoyed her character. Yeah, I can tell of that. all the characters, you can tell this was by far her favorite character other than um, um, Josephine Baker character. Yeah, cause so. she, played jo- she played Josephine Baker before this, right? Yeah, she been yeah. played before that. Yeah, she played it before this. Yeah. Right. But yeah, man, she she's a, she's amazing Right. in this movie. Like, she's kind of she's kind of the even though it's like she's like the villain, she's the antagonist. Like she kind of brings, she's the only person that kind of brings a little bit of levity yeah. to this movie. Like yeah. she brings a little bit, of, she brings a little bit of danger. Right? Should I say levity? Not probably not levity, but uh, you know, because levity is like she lightens things up. She's very heavy. You know, well, I, I love their chemistry. You can mm-hmm. tell that he, uh, um, you can tell that they had good chemistry together and then mm. he wanted her to go even more than what she was doing you know what I'm saying they let yeah. it all hang out you know right it's okay you know yeah man but like I like I, I, she was the best thing about this movie she came to play she did a thing that's all I got to say about her uh she came to slay she was what is it she didn't come to play she came to slay <laughs> yes yes she did she was slaying all over that motherfucker right. she was slaying all over it for real but uh yeah uh talk about regina king mm-hmm. uh was playing mia i kind of felt like mia was a little slow like she was a little naive you know she has all these things she has all these things happening Mm-hmm. around her and she's not picking up the hint she's not picking up the message you know well nothing was really prevailed to her anyway you know what i mean but she woke up because uh, you know there's the scene where like uh darnell's supposed to go to brandy's birthday party mm-hmm. and she's like he, he stood her up to be with mia and then like she stabs the uh, uh brandy stabs the cake and then mm-hmm. she sends it to that motherfucker she mm-hmm. sends it to mia's doorstep 
and Darnell just throws the cake in the trash. Oh yeah, right. You know, and you would think, yeah, to see a knife and a cake, you know, inside her trash can and stuff yeah. like that. You would think that you'd be like, oh shit, there's some red flags. Uh, Darnell almost got hit by a car. You know, Brandy almost hit him with a car. Uh, Brandy, uh, Brandy, and she didn't see it too. Yeah, she actually missed that. Yeah, it was like yeah, he always got hit by a car in front of her, and she was like, and in she her like, own "You world. okay? You all right?" Like, oh, <laughs> That's what she. Like, you okay? You all right? She was in her own little world. <laughs> that was it. That was all she did. But uh, and only and then the biggest one, he got a brick thrown through his goddamn window. I don't think she was there. Was she like, was there because she's in the car. Like, Wait, she was in the. She was in the car, cause like he got the. Brick. Oh, I know you're talking about like, yeah. hey, the car. Okay, when he had the brick thrown in his window, that was at his mama's house. I know that was at his mom's house, but he still. He picked her up, and there picked, was no window. There was no window. And he was like, "Would you, you want, you, you want a blanket? I got you a blanket in the back. back. Yeah, you can be Yeah, so you're like. So that what she never said. Would you like to tell me what's going on? Because you have been having bad luck lately since I've been around you. What's going on? Yeah. Pick up the sign. The biggest sign is uh, he went to jail for domestic abuse. Right. That would have been like the biggest red flag. It was like, oh shit, he dealing with something. You know. Right. (laughs) You know, and then she gonna get mad when he tells her that they gotta go on a break. Right. You know, like. You ever notice that he's got all this bad luck happening to him? And like domestic violence. He got a domestic that's violence speed. charge. There's a woman he beat up. Yeah, I was like, come <laughs> on, man, let's not be so stupid. Come on, you right? Know? I get it. You know, like maybe you know, she 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 a little slow. I'm that's just supposed to be the the girl next door trope. You girl know? next door ain't supposed to be that stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know, like I can't I can't go from a for she's she she's the stupid trope. Let's she's say. She's just trying to let her man handle his situation without being involved. No, no. Let him be a man, right? No. This is what you guys want, right? No, no. Let's not do that. <laughs> to, let's not do that. <laughs> to let you guys be a man. <laughs> let's not do that shit. <laughs> to like turn that. a blind eye and let you handle things. Nothing against... Put, like put the trust in your head. You got this. <laughs> no, no. But nothing against Regina King. Like She's a great actress, but... You know, like she's she's an Academy Award winning actress, yeah. but uh, you know, but she, this character made her look a little look a little slow. Just saying, that's okay. all I'm saying. Uh, two people that I think uh, got underutilized in this movie are uh, Della Reese, who plays uh, Darnell's mom, and uh, uh, Darnell's boss, played by Roger Mosley. Mm-hmm. I think they're not because Della Reese mm-hmm. is not in the movie as much as you think. I think it's okay. She's not in the movie as much as you think. I think, I she think it was pre- perfect. How many scenes did she have? Like three scenes? Probably more, but I don't remember. I don't think she had that many scenes. Because I remember as a kid thinking that she was in this movie a lot more than she I was. I think it like four scenes because she was there at the end. Yeah. But like she didn't she didn't have a line. She didn't say anything. But she uh, did she, say that she was like, You better thank the Lord that you you know because she was waking up from a coma. That so. was a voiceover. That doesn't count. She was there. <laughs> I and she, she was, was giving him a sip of Capri Sol, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't she wasn't really no like, she didn't really say anything there. That was a voiceover. But uh, she got in a booth and said that shit. But uh, 
But yeah, man. But yeah, she's there. She's kind of underutilized because her and Roger Mosley are just pretty much there, like as the advice gurus. You know, like she's right. his mom, so she's giving him advice. And Roger Mosley is pretty much just the boss. I think it's realistic cares. if you're like a twenty-three-year-old. Um, horny you know young man young man <laughs> yeah. is your parents around you like all the time is your boss around you like all the time no i think other i just think there's such at work and you visit your, your mom's I just house think, i just think there's such good actors that uh it's kind of a shade that they were like kind of like underutilized you know i think it was perfect i think it was good and then it was uh, about the young people i was like i was like roger mosley was on Magnum P.I. <laughs> he, right. he was he was a sidekick, man. You know, like you bad motherfucker. But anyway, uh but anyway, uh <laughs> I just felt like to me they were kinda underutilized. I just felt like they were in this movie. And when I was a kid, I felt like they were in this movie a lot more than what they were. Maybe that's just a nitpick I have. I don't know shit. Uh <laughs> Tracy Morgan has a small role in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know doesn't really do anything. He's just kind of he's just acting like a clown just acting like tracy morgan pretty much he's just doing tra- just tracy morgan doing tracy morgan but uh let's talk about yeah oh my god what? let's talk about bobby brown yeah bobby brown is a terrible fucking actor <laughs> <laughs> he he sucks so bad <laughs> he's charismatic he's not he is is bad, especially when like the serious shit go down. His ego matches with Martin ego. They kind of mingle, you know. No, but when the <laughs> when the serious shit goes down, mm-hmm. it's so unbelievable because he's like, "Dude, we got an emergency over here." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's the best you can do, Bobby. That's it. He, he must have. He he must have. He's, he's trying. He was trying to be quiet. So that you know, Brandy won't find him. But there's an. But she knows her home, and she found him. But there's and knocked an. Em- him out. But there's an emergency but over. He, he he didn't sell the knockout either. He didn't sell the yeah the knockout suck. He was like oh <laughs> like nigga you you, you you got uh <laughs> you don't have a hangover you have a headache <laughs> yeah he was like you knocked out like you it sounded like he was constipated I was like you got diarrhea nigga what right. the fuck he was like oh my stomach uh, <laughs> what the fuck I was like he's 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 fucking terrible he's bad uh so you would you want him to be scared like what do you want him to do he can't be scared he's no Boston. no I'm not saying he should be scared okay I was just saying like he should have delivered that line a little bit better he delivered that line like shit I didn't even notice I, I was like, I, he delivered that line like shit. I'm sorry. I, I didn't notice. It was fucking terrible. He was, ugh. But uh, anyway, um, you got anything you want to add before? Yeah, I, I would like to talk about um, so many red flags that Brandy had that you know, you know, Darnell, you know, mm-hmm. Mark Lawrence character missed. Like mm-hmm. her abnormal, like her first appearance was so ab- abnormal. Right. And. In real life, a lot of guys would be like, she cute, but nah, she look weird as hell. Like, she look, she like, she stabbing it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, she had, those, she had those eyes. Yeah, like, just her appearance. Even though, like, you remember the first appearance of Brandy, she has the white outfit on. Right. And she just look 
disturbed right constipated <laughs> irritated and yeah. they were like oh i bet you you can't get that i bet you i can't uh, i think they would have been like oh she pretty but she looked crazy as hell yeah end of the story the movie would never <laughs> that would have <laughs> ended of the movie you know it would have lasted 20 minutes yeah i don't even think that's realistic you know because mm-hmm. a lot of guys pay attention to women's you know uh body language and they can tell if a woman's you know, women wants to be bothered or not, unless they're just you know. Plus, they had that scene. I don't know if I'm stepping on you, stepping on your thing, but like they had that scene where like they focused in on her eyes. Right. They yeah. The she had the crazy eyes. Yeah. Yeah. They focus in her eyes. They put like they put like a lightning. Yeah. You know, that. A, like more lightning, more they lighting. Focus, yeah. On her eyes and her face is yeah, dark. Yeah. They kind of focus in the on lighting her on her eyes, and she has like this really crazy, disturbed. Yeah look in her eyes. They kind of focused in on her eyes like an anime character. And it was like, okay, you're missing the crazy eyes. You're right. missing the, that's why she wears a lot of sun, sun shades and glasses. Yeah. Crazy, you know. To block that crazy. Right. And she kept on like, oh yeah, she had rapid mood swings and stuff mm, like that for right, no reason. Right. For things that did not make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like he knocked over a piece of crystal and she just blew up on right. him. You know what I mean? And especially when she first, like, first we first hollered at her, talked to her. Right. You know, when she was going and going and getting her limo, she blew up on him right there. And I was like, <laughs> okay, all right, bye. You know, stuff like that. But he just kept going. Then she was very rude, unpolite, even mm. to the friends and the guests. Right. You know what she I mean? Was mean to his friends. Yeah. Right. And then she would pop up unannounced at the wrong time. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. And then she was moving into relationship too fast. Right. No, I don't think she was moving a relationship too fast. I think uh Darnell was. No, I think he was trying to move her to bed too fast. Yeah, he tried to move her to the bed too fast. But she wanted him to tell her you know, to be in a serious relationship. And yeah. then she would grant him the, the draws. Yeah. It was it was a bad she's pretty much She's pretty much like, I give you the coochie, we go together. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, that's what she was doing. And he was like, okay. Yeah. You know, and then um, she was trying to confess to him, which he completely ignored it before oh, yeah. he could even yeah. sleep with her. Yeah. And then she had to tell him during the fact yeah. And he's all like, okay, I guess you gotta do what you had to do. Oh, yeah, she told him that she killed her uh, husband. Right. Right? Yeah. She told him that she killed her husband, like, when they were in the middle of having sex. Right. That was crazy. Yeah. Right. Right. And then she confessed about it again and bragged about it, but at that time, it was too late. Yeah, it was too yeah, late. Was That's really, when she was about she, to kill his ass. That's when she was getting, you know, the threats. Yeah. You know, all types of threats and stuff. Yeah. Talking, like, telling the mother, like, you better... Watch, Watch your, your son. son and all that kind of yeah. stuff like but that. But that, that, all that stuff is just like that was signs. Too late. Yeah, all that stuff. Signs were over. Yeah, signs just... were over. That <laughs> was happening. She yeah. lied. She was arsony. You remember she? Uh, yeah. She burned down she, the club. She burned down the club, and that was a little too much. And then yeah. she kidnapping and attempting to kill. Yeah, attempting murder. Attempting murder. So like, like, oh, she, she, she tried yeah. to kill all three yeah, of them. She tried to kill. Yeah, she tried to kill Darnell. Uh, Bobby Brown's character, right, and uh, Regina King's character, <laughs> but uh, Mia, she tried to kill all three of them. But uh, <laughs> that uh, when when she burned down the club, mm-hmm. that kind of made me 
double think about uh, real estate agents mm-hmm. and stuff. I'm like, wow, real estate agents can really get away with murder when it comes to property damages because because uh, she probably just found like a like a wire because she, the guy was all like man none of this makes sense he was like yeah uh, smitty and he started naming all the damages yeah that he didn't know he had in yeah. the property he was like i could have sworn i had all this together he's like i, I swear somebody tried to sabotage me you know something right. like that and i was like wow wow don't piss off your real estate agent <laughs> yo no right <laughs> murderous real estate agent right <laughs> another thing i wanted to talk about i forgot we were talking about uh uh martin no, um darnell and uh, mia kind of threw away two short things for yes. love what oh yeah you know because we were talking about that because <laughs> uh brandy rich as fuck Right. Brandy is loaded. Right. She's talking about, she was talking about buying Darnell two, buying the club wherever he wanted it. Right. It could be more than one club club. in different locations. She said, you wanted in LA, you wanted in New York. I think she said, you wanted in Paris. Atlanta. Where where you want it, baby. She said international. International. She was like, and then uh, uh, Mia was dating... uh, the chicken guy. <laughs> Reggie the Chicken King. Yeah, played by uh, Miguel Nunez. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and he was talking about, yeah, man. Pretty much he was like, well, my parents croaked. This is going to be mine. You know, so right. pretty much. This is my <laughs> shit. I'm going you know, like, to be, be owning well, all the chicken heir. places. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, they kind of threw away two sure things who were into them. Right. You know, just to be with each other. You know, and Wish they had nothing to offer yeah. for each other. Yeah. They both had struggling careers, trying to find out who they are, yeah, and stuff like that. Like yeah. they knew what they wanted to do, but they was having a hard time getting there. Yeah, so they could have married well, but yeah, they didn't. They chose love. They chose. <laughs> Yuck! It was all like. You're a little too late for that. You yeah. guys are like getting old. Oh, yeah. I know. It was like, because they had to be in like in the mid 20s. By mid 20s, if me and you hadn't met when we were like fucking teenagers, I know. Like like late teenagers, I was right. like, I ain't gonna be with you. I got like, shit. That's, <laughs> you know? like, that's when you start like yeah. fighting, you know, someone yeah. you get built with. You yeah, know? Me, like that's where that, that love trade have left. Yeah. And you just start trying to. Me and 20s. You can learn to love that person. Yeah. If I would have met you at 26 years old and not like 19 and pushy 30, yeah, I was like, I was like, nah, you know what? You ain't got shit. I ain't got shit. That would be wise to. (laughs) That would be wise to find someone. Yeah, I was like, I would not be with you. That can help you build. Yeah, I would. I would have found somebody else. I'm pretty sure you would have too. Exactly. You know, the love boat have sailed. I'm going on the money train, baby. Yeah. Yeah. The mid-20s is money train. <laughs> right. Like, uh, late, teens, 30, yeah. Yeah, late teens, early 20s is love train. Right, you know, like, right. you know, like, I mean, I did, uh, we did say he was 23, but yeah, thinking about it, no, I think, I think they were older. Like, I think he was like 26. I think they were pushing 30. Yeah, like 26, 27, maybe. Right, yeah. Right. 
So like, yeah, they were like, they were like, they were a bit older. Yeah, I understand if you know you have like your high school sweetheart, yeah, or your college sweet sweetheart like us, and yeah. you guys marrying for love. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, but when you start pushing thirty, yeah, don't go looking for love. Fuck love. I'm I'm trying to get some of these finances. You know, like what they say? <laughs> what they say? Get the bag, secure the bag. Yeah, bad it would be. Men and women. Secure the bag. You know? I was like, love ain't for you, you know, when you're twenty six. Fire your woman who got her shit together if you a girl find you do okay you guys grow you know find that like, i ain't trying to find them like 26 i ain't trying to find no love i'm trying to find a business partner right <laughs> i'm trying to find, find shit but uh <laughs> anyway i know that's ridiculous and especially what's her name oh, i forgot her name regina oh uh mia mia she yeah. had a sure thing going yeah, on we're reggie, yeah we're reggie yeah reggie and then for, you know, Darnell, just don't cross her. Yeah. Like, you know, she do anything for you. Just don't cross her. Yeah, man. You know? I would have I hooked on the brandy <laughs> like a motherfucker. Right. I'm like, she fine. Just don't get her her bad side. She would take care of you. You know what I mean? I'm like, she fine. She got good cat you and remember? she rich. She was, like, she was like, I want my man with nothing but the best. Yes. <laughs> she was, yes. Shoot, yes, hook so. yourself onto that gravy train, Darnell. <laughs> Shit, you fucked up for love. And like Regina King, fine too, but she ain't got shit. So <laughs> for Brandy, she got she got GI loans. I want that shit. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> she had GI loans, and he's like he he's he's working on getting the club, but yeah. we're, it's gonna take forever to get, get there. The club, yeah, yeah. He, he gotta wait for a boy to die so yeah. he can hopefully oh, run that. Like, he might not. Him. He might not get that shit to eat like like thirty six or some shit. Right. You know, so, like that's a long time. That's ten years. But uh anyway, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, ready, to, uh, ready to give scores. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give this uh, movie a two out of five because. Comedy was spot on. Mm-hmm. I like. I loved everything comedic about it. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Like I said, you can't fuck with Martin Lawrence when it comes to comedy. But like the rest of the plot was a bit flimsy to me. You know, the mm-hmm. Mia's Mia like naivete and mm-hmm. Bobby Brown's bad fucking acting. You know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just took me out. You know, right. just, so I got to give it a two out of five. Yeah, I gave it a three. Three out of five. You three out of five. Yeah. Okay, that was it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Well, that was our review of A Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Uh, Join us next week when we will be reviewing 1992's Boomerang. Until next time, peace. Peace.